Hello, uh, Jules Holland here. Uh, join me later for music from some top stars from the world of fast cars. Uh, Damon Hill will be here playing guitar. Uh, young German concert pianist and now spiker driver Adrian Suttil will be here playing Beethoven on the grand piano. I'm all looking forward to that. Uh, Michael Schumacher will also be yodeling live from his home in Switzerland. So, join me, Jules Holland, later. What? Uh, apparently, Adrian Suttil's crashed again, so no Beethoven. Welcome to... Here with me, Zog, Violet Berlin, and Richard Porter. Hello. Richard, you're gasping. Uh, I know you've got an idea bubbling, haven't you? It's a, it's a little question for you. You know Mastermind, yeah, TV show. Yeah. You with go the, on. With the late Magnus Magnuson. The late moment of silence. And move on. Um, yes, Mastermind, uh, quiz show. You go on there, you answer general knowledge questions. Before you do that, you have to have a chosen specialised subject. So, right. I put it to you, Mr. Jones, and you, Mr. Zog. If you were on Mastermind and you had to have a chosen specialised subject about cars, what would it be? <sighs> Can I guess what the songs might be? Go on. Go on. Would yours be the history of the famous Stuttgart Mark Porsche? I think at the moment it, my specialist note would be how to remove the washer reservoir from a 944 now turbo that's and just good because I think <laughs> one way to do well on Mastermind is to have a chosen specialised subject that is so obscure yeah. their researchers develop a migraine trying to research it and that will give you a relatively easy ride providing you know your stuff so what would be yours? this one will kill them well if it's got to be cars I'd probably go for uh, the life and times of British Leyland so, so I don't know 1970-ish to 1980-something so just Leyland not the Austin Rover not the BMC no no I think keep period. it BL but I don't know I could probably do yes the artist formerly known as British Leyland 1981 <laughs> to current but yeah uh, maybe I should be more obscure I don't know Gareth yours uh, easy Sorry, yeah? you, did you notice when Richard was talking about British Leyland, the way he sort of put his head on the side as if he were appreciating fine art? Uh, <laughs> you yeah. really go did. On. Sorry. And, and, and curiously, Zog, you and I echoed that posture as well because we were visiting <laughs> we're kind of space mimicking, with yeah, you. Shadowing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, V. Yeah. Well spotted. Uh, <laughs> My subject would be, in Mastermind, uh, it would be... Ford trim levels, 1970 to oh, 78. It wouldn't be oh, Welsh good. car manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, the, come on. Yeah, uh, uh, Griff, what are they called? Um, Gilburn. Gilburn. That's they, it. They yeah. Easy, they yeah, that's it. <laughs> there we go. Well, that's sorted that's out. But uh, I was curious about this because I think it's always good, and particularly with people who like cars, worse even than people who like films or music, that the, the depth of knowledge and the tiny, <laughs> tiny minutiae is brilliant. Uh, so I was thinking, actually, if anyone's listening and they uh, have got a chosen specialised subject that's of particular obscurity uh, that uh, they'd like to tell us about, then email into the usual email address which is on speed at garethjones.tv oh that'd be great yeah send us your suggestions i'd love to hear that madame et monsieur merci so can i just open up my level of performance at mastermind can i just mention the ford capri gt xlr mm. how about that yeah do you remember that Lovely. yes and i'll give you extra points if you can tell me what the panel around the rear number plate was colored if you specified those trim packs 
it's. Uh, it was, I'm sorry, I, you're out of time. Oh no! <laughs> you have scored six points with no passes. It was Matt Black. <laughs> you and I've right. got that written on a card. <laughs> Gareth Jones on speed. Gossip, rumours and outrageous lies. Here at Brands history is made as Robbie Carr brings the A1 GP Team GBR car home in first place. Winning the sprint race, making Team GBR the first A1 team to win a home race. And the normally reserved British crowd are going absolutely crazy. Well done, Mr. Carr. Holy cool. Excellent cornering. Not as good as that Lewis Hamilton, though. No, that is a problem. Sheikh Maktoum, you're the founder of A1 GP. What's your view on this? Well, the World Cup of Motorsport is all about national pride. And sadly, the British are frankly embarrassed to be British. Sorry. Boom, boom, shake Mach 2. Boom, boom, all around the room. Rumours persist that six new teams will be joining A1GP next year. Gareth Jones on Speed has this exclusive interview with Tony Texera. Uh, Mr Texera, thanks for, for your time. Uh, who are these new teams? Well, continuing the theme of introducing a level playing field for non-motorsporting nations, uh, you'd be surprised uh, to hear who some of the teams are. We expect to see A1 Team Newfoundland, A1 Team Tonga, and A1 Team Capri, which is very interesting because you know, you're not even allowed to drive on Capri. Uh, there's no truth in the rumour that A1 Team Kazakhstan will be joining A1 GP, uh, despite approaches from Borat. We don't think he actually exists. However, as a result of the election in uh, Scotland this week, uh, Team GBR will be broken up into Teams England, Team Scotland and Team Wales. Gareth Jones on speed. Gossip, rumours and outrageous lies. I'm Gareth Jones. I'm Zon. I'm Richard Porter. Pilot. <laughs> never done it like that before. Probably never again. This is Gareth Jones on Speed, and this is Car Connections, where Violet Berlin randomly generates cars for us guys to try and connect. Except v? that I'm not going to randomly generate them this time. Uh-huh. I found somebody else to do the work for me. Better be good. Who well, is it? Do you remember the other week we went to that debate at the Haywood Gallery called Engaging Cogs? In fact, we were covering it yep. for a podcast. Yep. And uh, one of the people speaking in favour of speed and progress was Andrew English, the uh, motoring correspondent for the Daily Telegraph. Oh, yes, yes. Well, afterwards in the bar, when you two were just relaxing and having a drink, (laughs) I was still hard at work and getting him to tell me uh, the names of some cars so that later on all three of you could connect them. Right. And um, I basically just said to him, tell me, because obviously he's got a few cars, you know, he loves cars, he's a motoring correspondent, but I asked him to tell me the names of a couple of the cars he's got at his house, and I want you to connect them. Well, we own several cars, um, mainly so the Inland Revenue can't come and clobber me for tax on the test cars we get. Uh, The family bus is a Honda Accord Aerodeck, uh, which never goes wrong and uh, and is just brilliant, really. 
Um, my own car is an Aston Martin DB5. I remember seeing one when I was a small boy and just being captivated by it. Um, I'm often um, jiggled into re- uh, reminding myself of that when I see any James Bond film you could care to mention. But it is a very lovely thing, and I've got the most fantastic carbon footprint with that car because you don't need to drive it around. I just look at it. It's quite sad in that respect. Andrew English, motoring correspondent for the Daily Telegraph there. Um, every bit as sad as we are. I mean, if I had an Aston Martin DB5, I'd want to stroke it and, and look at it and kiss it. Can I just point out, although every, the... everyone listening, how much you all just started smiling when he said the name yeah. of that car? I, I wasn't smiling because, you know, well, I the... try and pretend I'm a motoring correspondent and I can't afford an Aston DB5. I must work hard. <laughs> <laughs> the DB4 GT is the really beautiful one. Oh. That that, that's, oh. that's the baby. Oh. So we've got to connect his Honda Accord wagon with an Aston Martin DB5. Five. Okay. Mm. Um, well, I've got None a of them very really handle that well. Would that be? Probably that'd be mumble, 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 mumble. They're off. Go on, Zog, you have the floor. Go well, the, the handling, yeah. They're, they're both disappointing in the handling department. <laughs> um, Fair comment. I've got a yeah? very, very tenuous link, which is that the Aston DB5 is, of course, a British car. The Honda Accord Aerodeck isn't, but the very first Honda Accord Aerodeck was built using a design... That was originally proposed go- for the Reliance Scimitar replacement uh, oh. by Bertoni. Is it Bertoni? I thought it was uh, Ogle. So. No, they did the first Reliance Scimitar. Oh. So the Honda Accord Aerodeck in an earlier iteration could have been a British car, yeah. just like the Aston DB5. That's right. It it, yeah, it could have been the Scimitar um, uh, SR7, I think they would have called it, something like that. Well, well, well. Okay, here's one. Um, commercials. The Honda Accord Aerodeck was in a very famous TV commercial. It's the one where the cog rolls and the windscreen wiper washes the spring that Mm. tips the ball that rolls, that changes the balance of the Honda Accord Aerodeck to roll for. Yeah, got it? I'm going to have to pick you up on that because that wasn't, that was the Honda Accord Tora. The Aerodeck name they dropped. Ah, but a bing, but but a It's the same that, car, though. Yeah, no, go for it. Honda oh, Accord oh, is admissible. Yeah, is that okay, the car though. he's talking about? Maybe he's no, talking he's about the Aerodeck, the earlier model. The earlier model, yeah. Oh no, oh, ambiguity. Well, uh, yeah. let's let's assume that that's valid. Okay, so, yeah, fine, fine, fine. Go with it. Go with it. Then Aston Martin. How many TV commercials have there been where they use an Aston Martin? To appear as the you know, most gorgeous, the come cool a martini. Yeah. There must be one somewhere. I'm nearly there. Yeah. Martini, um, uh, Asprey, uh, ejector seats, Martin Baker. Um, <laughs> I'm getting desperate now, guys. Help me out. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm having I'm a hard time thinking of an ad that actually features a DB5, unless yeah. it's an ad for a James Bond film. You know. True. Maybe there was an ad for a James Bond film. <laughs> I think that we, well, considering the first ad, we think probably wasn't even an ad for that car. I think we might be barking up the wrong. We're kind of on thin ice, you think? This is some kind of espionage link. Well, you know, the, the Honda Aerodeck does sound like it's going to turn into an aircraft carrier, and obviously, you know, so, yeah, so, so you've got the spy connection there. But uh, I but, think Richard's connection is the best one, really. That's about all we've got. Um, I'll tell you another one. Um, the Aston DB5 is made of aluminium. And although the Honda Accord Aerodeck isn't, Honda did pioneer using an aluminium monocoque with the NSX. 
Oh, I like that. Okay. That's a good connection. Yeah, yeah. I like nice. that connection. Ding! Aston Martins are equipped with ejector seats. Yes, well. In certain models. Certain. Hondas are equipped with pacemakers. Uh, also, the Honda Accord... <laughs> it's just a rumour. Um, ...Aerodeck, the very first one, was notable because the tailgate cut quite deeply into the roof oh, line. Oh, I love that, yes. And uh, in the 90s, uh, Aston did... Like a very very small handful of Virage shooting brakes, which also had a tailgate that cut very deeply into the roofline. I'm going to go now. Oh, oh can we just oh, give a plan? I just thought oh, another do... one. Honda is a company uh, named after its founder, and although Aston Martin is sort of uh, Lionel Martin, but also DB5, DB David Brown, David Br- named yeah, after yeah. someone who owned the company. So they both have owners or founders' names in the car title oh, of sorts. Oh. Yes, yes. Siroshi yes. Honda and... Yeah, and talking of names, can I say another link is that they're both cars that are owned by the Daily Telegraph motoring correspondent, oh. Andrew English. Solid gold. <laughs> Water type. And they're both cars yeah. which flummoxed the Gareth Jones on speed team. <laughs> oh, and ca- can we give a plug for our other podcast at this stage? Yeah, if you want, um, go and search for it. Uh, and whatever your podcast aggregator is, or you can go to their website, www.engagingcogs.org. Or just search for Engaging Cogs yeah. in iTunes. And, and, it- and Andrew's there saying more about cars and speed, and uh, we were there. And uh, and you'll like it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I now invite you all to say goodbye. Good- goodbye. goodbye. Introducing the Gareth Jones on Speed F1 Orchestra with Adrian Newey on piano. Mark Webber on Didgeridoo. Mmm, nice lifestyle. Bernie Eccleston on acoustic guitar. Rudimentary, Bernie. Max Mosley on harmonica. Mmm, home time. Giancarlo Fisichella on paper and code. Yeah, striking. And together for the last time, Rory Byrne and Ross Braun on Raygun. Frightening. The Red Bull and Toro Rosso mechanics and pit crew tap dancing. Yeah, go guys. Beautiful. David Coulthard on Submarine Asdick. Takuma Sato on Ocarina. Ethnic Takuma, ethnic. Ben Edwards on Exclamation. Oh, and they're four abreast into Panic Hill, Ben. John Watson on F1 in the 80s. The rules back in my day, we didn't have traction control. Druids didn't come up quite so quick. On bagpipes, Rubens Barrichello. Heavy Celtic action. Jensen Button on Dream Sequence. Yeah, I was there too, gents. Angio on Ouija Board. Nice to have you back with us. Sir Frank Williams on Stand Up Bass. 
Respect, Frank. Louise Goodman on jazz vocals. Groove it, Lou. And a McLaren on pop. Gareth Jones on Speed was a whiz-bang production with jazz overtones.